0: Hey guys, for this episode I sat down with one of my work colleagues, Becky Salen, and we spoke about all things wellness, so we both met each other on the induction program and we were really interested in kind of corporate wellness and people taking the time out to not burn out, so we had a little bit of a chat around this and we were a little bit strapped for time and almost got kicked out the room that we were recording in, so there may be a part two to this. I'll have to talk to Becky and see. But um, yeah, I'm just going to roll the clip. I don't want it to be so formal. Look at this. Me and Becky just sitting across the table from each other. Should we kill the table? <laughs> <laughs>
1: table wait, nearly died.
0: Wait, actually, is it? Oh, i thought it. A, <laughs> unless you want to sit on the sofa. Oh, okay. Like You can be like a shrink patient. I know,
1: honestly.
0: <laughs> that's what it feels like. <clears throat> uh, okay, so I've given you the context around my podcast and stuff, right? Yeah. So essentially, I've just been interviewing people. So the first question I'm going to ask you, and guys, we've got Becky in the room. We're one of my work colleagues. And <laughs> I would ask you, if you had to introduce yourself in three words, what would you say? Ooh. Putting you on the spot now, right? Yeah, <laughs> uh, I think I know. what three words I'd choose for you. Well, go on. <laughs> probably yoga. It's <laughs> probably a big one, all right? And we'll we'll go into that because I really wanted to ask you about kind of what you started your yoga. Um, cheese. 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 Very true. And buddy. <laughs>
1: yes. Yes. Buddy. Cheese and yoga. <laughs> yeah. That is definitely. Do you actually me. remember how we met? I do. About all the vividly. cheese, right? Yeah. yeah. Wait. Yeah. So
0: how how how, do you, how did it Go down because I have like one vision in my head. But I don't really know whether it matches what your vision is as well.
1: Well, it was during training. Yeah. um we just kept on running into each other at the cheese at the board, cheese board. And standing <laughs> next to each other, and going, "I love cheese. Do you love cheese? And I love cheese." The thing that surprised
0: me was like weeks after when you were like, "Actually, I'm lactose intolerant." And I was like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> that. somebody who loves love cheese, cheese so yeah.
0: much, but, but, yeah." And then I always remember one thing from the Cotswolds as well. So that's our training week um when we went on the sunday and we went for that little walk around the village yes, Do you remember that yes. and then i saw you going down the lake and doing yoga again <laughs> which is yeah. pretty much like a big part of your life right so very much i so. want to know the story kind of where did you start yoga because i always see it on your instagram yeah. and whatever did somebody like get you into it or did you just try it one day and be like oh my god this is the best
1: well yeah that was it like i so i used to be like very active like gym bunny and then i started my working life and was like oh my god I don't exercise anymore because I just don't ever have the time. Trying to figure out like socializing, and like actually relaxing enough, um, and so I was like, how do I fit this into my day-to-day life? What can I do every day? What's achievable? And I was following some people on Instagram, and I started it following so sad, this girl. It? <laughs> yeah, genuinely, it's Instagram inspired. Yeah, yeah. Like so, I started following Jessica Oley on Instagram. And she was just doing these little, like, flows at home. It looked really, like, chill, very unstructured. Like, you could do two minutes, you could do two hours. And I was like, this looks good. And she had an e-book. So I downloaded that because I have a little bit of background in gymnastics. So I know how to not injure myself. Or so I think. Anyway, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I just started practicing at home. And then I sort of found that because I'd been inspired by uh, seeing us on Instagram, mm. that I then wanted to share it with other people and see if I inspired them. And actually, it kind of did. Like, my mum started yoga, which <laughs> So is you almost have a train
0: of people, like, going along, right? Yeah. And did you find it hard to, like, start a routine, I guess? Because I feel like with a lot of people, they try something like yoga and maybe it's not for them. Yeah. Or it's almost like, and like, did you first start off by doing it every day or did you kind of have trouble at the start to, I do <laughs> keep it up? <laughs>
1: yeah, at first it was very sporadic. And then I made a promise myself um, saying, do yoga every day, even if it's for 30 seconds, it counts, even if it's just one headstand or one stretch. Like that's enough. It just take at least thirty seconds a day for myself, and so I uh, started using the hashtag every damn day, and posting picture every damn day of my yoga every damn day, um, and yeah, and that worked really well up until I joined our corporate. I don't know if you say the name of where we work.
0: Uh, we can just say yeah, it, our corporate. Entity. Up until here, yeah, yeah, then, yeah. Up until I
1: came here, <laughs> and then work ramped up a whole other level. And get it, fitting it in, I mean, when we were on that trip, uh, the training trip, yeah. I barely had 30 seconds to even, like, wash. So, <laughs> <laughs> showering was really... Um, shouring, yeah, it's kind yoga. of a bit up, up, up on the hierarchy, right? Wash yeah. and then yoga. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Or maybe the opposite way
0: around.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, since then I've sort of fluctuated a bit and I'm trying to find a practice style that works for me, so now I'm back to every damn day, but I'm not posting it on Instagram because that puts this extra pressure on myself. Yeah. So, I'm just posting... Um, occasionally about my yoga practice and uh, it's very unglamorous I do it at home before bed Yeah, literally it's yeah do some forward folds, do some splits on the floor, and then my dog gets in the way that's pretty <laughs> much it <laughs> yeah, that
0: sounds great and have you ever like pulled in some of your friends to yoga with you then like who have completely been like I guess virgins to it <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. think of another word but yeah like if, if somebody was to uh, say like Becky like I've never done yoga before where do I start or why should I start
1: oh yeah okay yeah. okay so the why you should start yeah. my biggest why is uh your joints when you're an old person one day in the future we're all going to live for a really long time right oh my people God. Are we're going to be old guys <laughs> mm-hmm. and we don't want to be like crippled and hobbling around and unable to do things and the thing that inspired me right at the beginning of my journey um i came across this video of this guy who was a a a veteran Uh, from the army who was pretty much told that he would he wouldn't be able to walk again Mm. and so and he was really overweight he was uh really crippled had so much pain everywhere so he started doing yoga every day and within a year he had lost all the weight and he was able to run like it strengthened his joints and his ligaments so much made them so much more supple and i was like I wanna make sure that my body is gonna last as long as I'm gonna live, and that's what I pretty much feel yoga does. Like That's the thing that really drives me to go back to it, even if I start slacking off, is it's not about what I can do now, or how I look now, or anything like that. It's about looking after my body long-term, and making sure that when I get to like 80, I can do everything I love doing. Like I want to, personally, I want to be able to horse ride when I'm 80. I want to be able to do it. I want to be able to fall off and <laughs> get back budgets, up again. Right, yeah. yeah, literally. Yeah, yeah. I, want, I want to be able to bounce. And it's shown, I've actually had an experience already that's proved to me how useful yoga is. Um, when I was in Lyon, I was, uh, what's it called when you have the, the thing you stand on and Black. you zip around on it, you lean forward and you lean
0: back. <laughs> I'm honestly so confused right now. If you could actually see Becky in the room, she's, like, doing hand signals, like... Um, Is it a sport? No, it's,
1: a, it's it's a really embarrassing thing that people who think are cool do, and I did it around Leon on a sightseeing tour.
0: Like, um, Segway? Segway! Yeah, it Segway! Yeah, okay, okay, okay. yeah I was When segwaying. you said zip around, I was imagining, like, I don't know. I don't know I was imagining <laughs> Yeah, so yeah. the segues. Yeah, I've actually never rode one. Are They're they fun? great fun. Yeah, yeah. Quite but you have hard to have really get good balance? hang balance.
1: Yeah, yeah, very good balance. Really handy. Honestly, without my yoga, I don't think I would... Well, no, I know for a fact I yeah. wouldn't be able to feel safe on it because I did it when I was 18, having never done yoga, and I was terrified. Yeah. And then I did it in Lyon. I felt really comfortable, really confident, so much so that I accidentally um, segwayed into a wall <laughs> and went completely flying and like really badly bruised my hip, but didn't have, I didn't have any broken bones and it was a really bad fall. Yeah. And I'd been doing yoga for a year at that point, And I was like, I think that this proves that I'm already more supple and stronger. And I, because I think I honestly would have broken my leg the way I fell, but I didn't. So I'm just, I'm just like, I think that's yoga. That I did that for and me. do you
0: think that's the biggest like injury you've had related? Well, I guess it's not really related to yoga, is it? No, but, related yeah. to
1: yoga, I've never had a bad. Well, I've done stupid things. I don't really have a good space to do yoga in at home, and so mm. I tend to do it next to my bed. Um, and I have fallen into the wall, the doors, um, and ended up with some really interesting bruises.
0: Yeah.
1: But that's it. That's I've never, I've never seriously injured myself.
0: Yeah, and I really like your idea of every damn day because I, was, I've, I think I heard from somebody. I can't remember who told me. Um, it might have been on another podcast, actually, but uh, I think it was a guy who was like wanting to write a blog i don 't know if you 've ever gone into the blogging world at Whoa. all, but he was like <laughs> writing once a week and twice a week is like extremely hard, but once you get to write every day he 's like it almost becomes part of your routine, and it became really easy for him. So I think it's almost like a lesson to all of us, really. If you want to do something, just do it every damn day. <laughs> exactly.
1: Right. And don't judge yourself for how much you do. Because as soon as I start being critical of myself and going, oh, you're only doing three minutes, you should be doing 30. Mm. That's when I then
0: completely stop. <laughs> yeah, it's almost so. like just do something, like the exactly. 30 seconds that you mentioned. And yeah. Stuff, yeah,
1: and then you'll build it up. And when you have days when you feel like you want to do more, or you have more time to do more than you just do it. Yeah. And it's great.
0: Yeah. And so just going on, keeping along the wellness track, I guess. So I know you do yoga a lot, but is there anything else you do regarding your wellness that m- people may not uh, know about? Like, I don't know, like do you write a journal every day or things like that? Or
1: <laughs> Well, I try and do quite a few different things. Um, yeah. I'm well into my mindfulness. Um, I think it's the most insane thing because what it allows you to do is train your brain so that you can actually change your subconscious. Like you can change the way your brain automatically jumps to conclusions. So I like to do a specific type of mindfulness called compassion-focused therapy, where you um, focus on, uh, there's lots of different ways to do it, but the one that I do is there's a mantra, and it's um, you focus on a person, uh, and you usually start with someone you're really close to, and you go, uh, may you be safe, may you be happy, may you be healthy, may you live with ease. And you focus on them and you build up this really like strong, warm, compassionate feeling. And then you transfer it to someone who you're just friends with or you just like. And then once you've done them, you extend it out (laughs) a little bit further onto someone who maybe is a little bit difficult. Yeah. And it really helps. It like, even though at the time you're like, this is a strange thing, this can't be doing anything. It's like rewiring your brain. And so, the next time I interact with that person, having done that, it's so much easier. And I automatically find myself seeing things from their point of view and understanding how I can help them and what they may be struggling with. It makes day to day life so much easier. But it's strange because at the time that you're doing it, you're like, well, is this affecting anything? But it is. You're like, your brain is a muscle. And mindfulness and med- meditation allows you to train that muscle which I think loads of people for a long time thought that the brain is a fixed thing and it doesn't change. But like my own experiences tell me that's completely not true. Yeah, like, that sounds really it. interesting
0: as well, because well, as soon as you mentioned mindfulness, I guess most people go to like, oh, meditation, or I'm mm. going to sit there and uh, mm. like be in a yoga position like this. No. <laughs> <laughs> What's hilarious
1: is I tried to do that as a kid. I tried to meditate um, and I put on Frankie says, "Relax." And yeah. So I was like, "Relax, go to it." Oh yeah. yeah and yeah. I sat in a little meditative position and tried very hard and got very frustrated and was like, "I'm giving this up." And I feel like as a kid, it.
0: your your mind is like you just want to run around, don't you?
1: Genuinely, I had no idea. I ended up just dancing to the song, to be honest. <laughs> was, uh, but now I can see the point, and I don't. There's no specific way to do it. I do it when I'm lying in bed before I go to sleep it's like the final thing I do on the, d- of the day
0: and that, that was really interesting so what was it called compassionate based
1: compassion focused therapy.
0: And, and how did you like find out about that because I guess it's not yeah. very conventional no but it sounds really interesting and I think especially <laughs> for the work environment as well Definitely. because you're always going to work with people that you may clash with or mm-hmm. you just have to see on a day-to-day basis but you don't you want to remain professional and don't really want to project your feelings onto them right exactly
1: and it just makes life even with people who you love and care about sometimes they can really annoy you and it helps in those situations too it makes you go oh wait a second this is why they're thinking that way and so if i communicate to them this way then suddenly we can actually work as a team instead of clash um, but I actually found it out as a recommendation from a therapist.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. Doing my research, um, she pointed me in the direction of compassion-focused therapy because I'm a big science-based person and I like to understand things in order to like fix things or let things go or to grow. I have to understand them first. So like, if I have a false truth, if I have like a thing, like lots of people have these sorts of things. Like if I if I eat that piece of cake. I will become fat that's a false truth that's not actually how it works and the way for me to unpick those is to get deep into the science of it and go like logically does that make sense and as soon as i discover that it doesn't make sense then it becomes so much easier to let it go and um so she taught me this as a way of um getting past things and it was really brilliant
0: and if somebody wanted to try it at home where would you tell them to start almost i guess is it almost like that process that you said about like starting off with feelings of somebody and projecting it on, or does it get a lot wider than that?
1: So I, I find this particular exercise works very well for me. And there is an app, Calm, where it has compassion-focused therapy as part of all of the different mindfulness um, exercises that it has, so that's great. I also think probably Headspace has the same thing. And I, I think they're just compassion. I think they're just called, like, compassion. Um, otherwise, there's a really great article um, I can give you the link to afterwards. Yeah, oh, um, sure. Put it in the podcast description. <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of the just... name right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that explains in detail why it works and who it might work for. Um and yeah that's otherwise just google it there's loads of different exercises so if you just go compassion focused therapy exercises in google you'll come up with lots of different options and usually there'll be one that works for people
0: yeah that sounds great yeah and i guess me and you have basically started this wellness kind of thing and tried to drive it within our company but um it's more along the topic of corporate wellness right and there's so many things out there that people don't really know about or know where to start and um, I read this really interesting article this morning about almost like burnout culture yeah. and you're probably like, well aware of it and I know a lot of people are as well but it was more around the younger generation all these like, services like HelloFresh and all these things that are designed to almost give you time back mm. to do something like Better with your life, like oh, I don't have to like spend all this time preparing food. Or now I'll um, take a time out to chill. Mm. But uh, they were saying people are using these services, but then just working more or mm-hmm. working harder, which mm-hmm. kind of defeats the purpose of it, right? But I guess what do you think is the major like challenges? I guess in the corporate work workspace today. One,
1: I think I can break it up into chunks. I think one of the things that I see regularly that I think is a slippery slope to burnout is people skipping lunch breaks and in general not getting away from their desk and staring at a screen for eight hours, nine hours, more than that, and never taking a break because they have so much on. And I think something that I learned when I was really young and has really stuck with me is that the most effective way to do things is to take regular breaks because your brain physically can't handle constant stimulation. It needs a It was in the context of revision. It was like, for every hour that you study, you should take a 20 minute break, which obviously sounds like loads to loads of people. But for me, that's literally how I did my revision for my A-levels and my GCSEs, and it made it so much easier. I actually absorbed so much more, and I did way better than I'd ever done when I applied that strategy. So I think I try and take that into the workspace and I try and remind people to take breaks and to step away. And if someone's getting uh, stressed out or, Um, getting a headache, which happens quite a lot. Just look away from your screen, step away from your screen and just think about something that's not work for a minute. And I also try and encourage people to actually get outside at lunchtime. I think that those small things can make a huge difference and stop you going down that slope, but it's hard to actually get that to happen.
0: I think that's a really good point actually because I, some, I'm some i like a culprit of it myself sometimes I'm like stay in the building or whatever mm-hmm. and I think it's such an easy thing to do as well even if it's 10 minutes right yeah but like you may have a really packed day mm-hmm. but just stepping outside for 10 minutes just to get some fresh air yeah or not eating lunch at your desk and maybe just going to the kitchen area or something yeah. just to get away from the space right is actually a really good point. So I I would actually encourage everybody to do that if you don't take a lunch break right now.
1: Yeah, Yeah. definitely.
0: And um, do you you have any other like small things that you think could work like that?
1: Yeah, I think there's lots of things. Um, I think that leadership has a big role in it and people, especially in our industry, emailing out of hours um, need to clarify that they're not expecting a response. Um, I love one of the leaders in our uh, work, um, the wellness chief, uh, Artie. She has a great little bit at the end of her email I after was just her signature. About that. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's yeah. like these hours work for me, but just because I'm emailing you now doesn't mean you have to respond now if it's outside your normal working hours. And. I think that's so important because people can get emails from like a partner or something on a Sunday and be like oh my god and then it ruins their whole weekend and then it ruins their whole week because they've started it super stressed when they should have been relaxing and taking care of themselves um, and I think there is
0: a tendency to work out of hours as well especially mm. in the corporate world right
1: Just because you want
0: to get things done or there's Mm. a last minute request
1: or... Yeah, and I think having hard stops and having your own deadlines and communicating them with your uh, management team, like obviously it's not always going to be able to like flex to your schedule, but if say you have something that's really important to you that you like to do every week, say there's yoga on Tuesdays in our company, and you just set that expectation right at the beginning of starting your job or starting your project, saying every Tuesday I like to be out of the office by six o'clock because I have uh, this one thing I do for myself once a week. For some people it's like football practice, it can be anything, but making sure that you make time for those things that are really important to you, it then means if the rest of the week is really stressful, it's more manageable because you've had that bit of like self-care time um, doing your favourite thing, which will give you a nice serotonin boost, lower your cortisol, make you nice happy for the rest of the week, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I think there's all of those things and I think it, there's a big, big importance on leadership. Really, stressing that they like this and that they care about people's well-being and they care about people as individuals and not just profit margins. Um, because ultimately, when you look after people, your profit margins go up.
0: I was going to say they're not going to leave the firm and then what no, and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Exactly.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Like, I th- I think it's really important. I definitely think that the corporate industry in general is moving in that direction
0: yeah i think so too definitely with all free food in the office and etc right yeah uh, (laughs) yeah but no i think that i think i will we'll leave it there but i think there's really nice takeaways almost like Always take a lunch break and take out some time for yourself as well, Mm -hmm. because a lot of people, I think, you can kind of go down that rabbit hole of not doing that, especially in the day. Yeah. So I think that's brilliant, great. And then uh, if you ever want to do a part two, because I know we're quite strapped for time today. Yeah. (laughs) Great. Thank you very much. Thanks, Benny. Sweet.